0: Hello, everyone, and of course, welcome back to another episode of X Talking Ish with your boy X and my brother Ish.
1: Ish, you already know that.
0: Appreciate you for that, Ish. <laughs> And of course, as always, if you are on Facebook, please make sure you like and share this broadcast so more people can check us out. If you are on YouTube, please make sure you like the broadcast and also subscribe to our our YouTube page as well and make sure you hit the notification bell for future shows in the future. Ding! Thank you for that, Ish. And of course, you would like to check us out on Twitter, aka Periscope, please make sure you follow my twitter page at x underscore 80 williams 81 my apologies on that um unfortunately i don't give a shout out too much to our podcast but i definitely am god unfortunately i forget so if you are on the podcast world please make sure you check out our podcast on x x talking ish on all streaming platforms to apple music to of course spotify You're more than welcome to check us out on there if you don't like looking at our ugly faces. We appreciate that. All righty then. So, let's get into, of course, the big news. And no, I'm not talking about Tim Tebow getting cut by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm talking about, of course, the first-round quarterbacks that were taken in this past draft making their preseason debuts. Some guys... Debuts went a little bit better than others, but for the most part to be completely honest with you is as A whole I think everybody played pretty well. What you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I Don't think there was anyone out there that was like really disappointed. I think that there was a lot of people who uh Of all the guys that were drafted in the first round uh everybody played really well uh, they had some things to work on obviously it's just the first week of preseason but nobody had like glaring holes or just ugly throws it was just like you know pretty standard for what you would expect from a rookie quarterback coming into the league no 100 agree with you um
0: i mean to let's just let's be real, let's just go ahead and start it off with mr obvious mr justin fields um some of the comments that he made in his post game um Remarks when it comes to the game being slower than he thought you think that was just Because he's playing against you know, the, the twos and maybe some threes Or do you feel like it's because he actually feels like hey this this level? I'm made for this level. I can I can I can play at this level. Do you think he meant it in that way? How you feel about that Ish?
1: so I have mixed emotions about the comments that came out, um, you know, I felt like you do kind of want to have a quarterback that has that swag, that's, you know, has that feeling, that confidence that he's showing. Um, But at the same time from your quarterback, you don't want them putting any material out there that um, people in the business like to call bulletin board material, right? Um, Because I do feel like a lot of opposing teams are going to take that as like, oh, you think it's slow? You think you're ready for this level? A lot of veterans are going to take that and say, okay, well, we're going to show you something. Um, I think it being the first week of preseason, um, not a lot of starters playing. Um, I also think that not um, not all the teams were trying to show, you know, all their schemes or anything like that. You didn't see a lot of uh, stemming from the defense where they give you one look before the snap and then they show something else. I mean, there was some of that, but it's not as much as you'll see in the regular season um so i felt like the comments were a little premature from him i understand he's confident i understand that he you know believes in himself but at the same time i just kind of feel like man you don't want to give teams that ammunition to come after you and i feel like that's what he did right no i mean
0: it, and and that's why I wanted you to go first is because it's easy for me, somebody that does not like Ohio State as a college, to to get to sit on here and say A, B, and C about Justin Fields and and this that and the third. Everything that you just said, I was would say as well. But I wanted you to say first because I don't want anybody to think that I have this bias against Justin Fields and wants him to fail. No, that's not the case at all. We judge quarterbacks and everybody else in all their position groups a certain way to the NFL standard. That's how I look at quarterbacks. I don't look at quarterback when it comes to uh, pocket and, and rushing. I'm talking, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't look, I'm sorry, I apologize. I don't look at quarterback when it comes to, oh, you know, because he's dynamic, oh, all of a sudden he's a great quarterback. No, I don't agree with that. It's, it comes down to the intangibles and the, the pocket presence and things that have made quarterbacks quarterbacks over the last 80 years. I don't think, I think certain things will change over time because of, because of the elusiveness and all the, the, the now these quarterbacks are so much more athletic, I think things will change. But overall, you still have to throw from the pocket. So that is what I do like to judge quarterbacks on uh, moving forward. And with Justin Fields, I think he had a really great um, first preseason game, even though he started off kind of slow. If you do check out that, if you did check out that game, uh, if you want to check out the highlights on YouTube, they'll show every play. That he uh, had throughout that first preseason game, and he started off kind of slow. Nothing wrong with that, of course, at all, because it's your first game. But excuse me. But when it comes to, like you said, Ish, this is just a preseason game? This is the Miami Dolphins team that was top ten in the defense last last season. You know, this is not their first team, so maybe if he did see Xavier Howard out there. You know, maybe if he did see Cameron Wilkins out there, um, maybe it would have been a different, m- different mindset and thought process of how maybe this defense looks, right? So I'm interested to see more of Justin Fields moving forward and to see if he's going to get better. If things like you said, ish, if that comment that he made will that be bulletin board material for the next preseason team or even week one? I'm no, sorry, not week one. Depending on when he gets in, because i know you made you laughed at it at first ish when i brought it up a couple days ago but Andy Dalton is still qb1 in chicago i know a lot of people don't like that but at this moment Andy Dalton is qb1
1: not for long it Fields keeps it up not for long they won't they won't have a choice um and i think that's kind of the really i like that you started with justin fields because of the quarterbacks drafted um they're only I think three that we would say are actually in a quarterback battle right so you would say justin fields you say trey lance and you would say um mac jones are the the three that are actually in a battle to start zach wilson and trevor lawrence um we already know they're going to start for their teams respectively uh but i do want to point out um one of the things you said that i agree with Um, there are certain things that you look at when you're looking at quarterbacks, right? And one of the things that I really was thinking about when I was watching these, uh, young quarterbacks, um, and trying to assess really, I'm not assessing the yards and the touchdowns and all of that. Like, yeah, that's good. That's nice. Um, but some of the things that you really wanted to see out of these guys was pocket presence. You wanted to see, um, are they throwing with anticipation? Are they throwing on time? Uh, you wanted to see their eyes. Are they holding a defense on one side and then, you know, um, looking to the other side and not giving away where um, you're going with the ball? Uh, those are some of the things that I was looking at, because no matter who you're playing, whether it's the second team, the first team, like those are the little things. Those are the um the fundamentals that are going to make you successful in this league, regardless of what level you're playing at, whether it's the backups or the starters, like that's what you need. That's the foundation you need to be successful. So those were the things I was looking at and really um, just to be honest, all five of the quarterbacks, um, they all showed some level of that. And um, some of them were a little bit further along. Some of them, Um, you know there's still some work to be done but all of them were showing good signs for all of those things so really if you support any of the teams that drafted a quarterback in the first round you should be pretty excited about um, you know what you saw this first week
0: ish I mean I I guess we are on the same page tonight because that's my (laughs) easy segue into another quarterback Mr. Zach Wilson like you just said when it comes to these quarterbacks stats and their um their completion rating i don't think that that's something that we need to harp on and before i get into this a little bit more i want to go ahead and bring in our special guest for tonight he made a little bit of a late showing but we are glad to have him for tonight mr that man that man Dooley.
2: yes sir thank you for thank you for joining us tonight
0: that man Um,
2: Always a pleasure to be on the show, gentlemen. You know. All right,
0: before we get on to Zach Wilson, I just want to go back to Justin Fields and have your thoughts on how you felt about Justin Fields and how he played with Chicago.
2: Well, you know, honestly, I think, um, first of all, Justin Fields happens to be my favorite quarterback of the bunch, you know, personally, you know. Um, <clears throat> but honestly, he didn't have the best weekend. Out of, out of all the rookie quarterbacks, in my opinion, let me just state that first and foremost. And I even think his weekend got a little overhyped because let's just be honest, the Bears are dying for a great
1: quarterback.
2: <laughs> you, you, you know, so it's like now that they have, they're starting to smell something. There's, they're gonna make it seem more than what it actually is. You know what I mean? So I'm not being tough on the kid at all. I think he could have did better. I don't think he did bad. He didn't have the worst day of rookie uh, quarterbacks th- this weekend. I'll tell you that much either. You know, he just wasn't at he just wasn't at the top of my list, you know. Um so but the kid got has things to work on. His mobility looks great. His um it's all going to come down to him and injuries if you ask me when it comes to him, you know? Cuz I mean, he can make the play necessary. You know what I mean? But honestly, it's just it's crazy, man. I think I honestly think Fields has a chance to be the best quarterback of that draft, but it may not be this year. You know, let me just put that out there right now. It might not be this year, it may not be next year. Eventually, I think he has the tools to get the job done.
0: Now, it's funny, and I appreciate you for bringing up the Chicago Bears as an organization, their history of quarterbacks. They've been around since the NFL has been around since the beginning of time, and their quarterbacks—their the be- best ever quarterbacks—they've had was in the '40s and the '50s. Yes, you, of course you can bring up Rex Grossman that brought them to a championship. You can even bring up um, Jay uh, Cutler. Jay Cutler, I guess I no, was going to uh, bring him Mc- I was going to bring up Vic McMahon. 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 Thank you. I was going to bring up McMahon and from the '85 85, uh, 85 Bears. And with that being said, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, duly when it comes to the bears are dying and thirsty for a just a quarterback that they can rely on for 10 years right and i definitely agree with you when it comes to the justin Fields hype is a little overblown but it's the same way here in Houston where Houston as, as a sports team they're thirsty for a champion right no matter what sport it is they're just thirsty for a champion and they are going to rock with that team, no, no matter who wins. I just look at it like that with Chicago. It's like, yeah, okay, we, Andy's nice. Andy's Andy's a good guy, but man, they're like they're just so happy that that Justin Fields is here, and they feel like Justin Fields might give them the opportunity to bring the Bears back to what the Bears used to be.
1: And that's why I actually disagree with both of y'all. I actually disagree that um, I don't think it was overhyped. I think that it was uh, it's receiving the amount of hype and the right amount of hype because um, what you saw from him was positive, right? Like what you saw from him was a guy that is actually someone who can challenge Andy Dalton. And people are already saying like, okay, well, he's probably gonna start getting first team reps in practice. Um, he's moving in the right direction. For me, I don't think he's overhyped because He's already showing that he can, you know, potentially start week one. Right. And that's the best case scenario. If you're a Chicago bears organization, if this guy is ready to start week one, then you are building upon something that that defense is already a championship or like NFC championship caliber defense. That defense alone is what carried them last year. So, To see that and then see a guy who's as electric as Justin Fields and really his ceiling is so high, right? Like Dooley, you said he could be the best of the bunch when it's all said and done. Um, That's why I don't think he's overhyped. I think like if he's already playing at this level and we already see this and he's got that kind of confidence and he's got that, um, you know, that it factor about him man the sky's the limit for the chicago bears you should be really excited because at worst you're gonna make the playoffs and maybe win in the first round with that defense
0: everything you're saying you're, you're hitting the head on the nail with that one boss let's go ahead move on to zach wilson like we just stated a little bit earlier ago duly let me hear what you have to say with, about zach wilson and his performance with the jets
2: absolutely <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen the The man Zach Wilson had the best weekend to me. He didn't throw for any touchdowns. he didn't he didn't have any spectacular bombs, but I didn't need to see that, my man. I know an NFL quarterback when I see one. This kid is a great quarterback in the making, okay? Now when let's talk about this is just one specific stat I'd like to bring up for the people, you know. The man got rid of the ball in 2.4 seconds per pass. What more do you people want out of a rookie quarterback but a man that's going to get in there, call the huddle, call the play, get the ball off to where it needs to be, okay? He didn't hold on to the ball for, for many seconds, and I'm here to tell you if he would have got more snaps, his stats would have been better throughout time. But unfortunately, that's not the name of the game. The name of the game is let's see what the kid has. Boop, he's our starter. Let's get him out the game. Okay. That's that's preseason football in a nutshell. Okay, you know. But honestly, he, he this man did nothing special, yet he amazed me so much. You know, so he didn't throw any touchdowns, yet he didn't throw any interceptions either. Okay, yet he looked poised, <laughs> you know. So those are the things that matter to me when it comes to a quarterback. And
0: I'll piggyback on what you're saying, Dooley, when it comes to I a hundred percent agree. I I think Zach Wilson didn't get a fair showing when you watch these sports channels when it comes to talking about these quarterbacks. I think Zach Wilson played really, really well. If you go look at his the film, the ball placement where he placed the ball, uh, on especially on out routes of Corey Davis. I mean, anticipating the route. I think he played really well. Yes, he didn't get the ball in the end zone. He only played 22 snaps. We'll, we'll have to wait and see how many. Of course, uh, throughout the reg- throughout the, the course of the preseason, to see how he plays uh, some more. But I think he played decently. Uh, the the New York Giants again. That is a decent defense. That's not a bad defense. It was a decent defense. And like Dooley said. You, get some get some reps, get them up out of there because we know most likely the Jets, from what I'm hearing, they are all in on Zach Wilson. So, they know that this is the guy. He's going to start week one. You know, so for them, it's more of let's get a feel for how Zach Wilson is doing with their number one, who is Corey Davis at the moment, and figure out how we can help this offense progress moving throughout the season. Ish?
1: Man, Y'all said a lot. I actually thought that I was going to have to come in here and battle it out with you guys because, man, I agree. I agree with Dooley. Dooley, I thought that Zach Wilson had the best weekend of any of the five first-round quarterbacks. I thought that, you know, after all the hoopla about. Oh, he looked bad. He's been terrible. Oh, the throws have been horrible. He's throwing interceptions. Bro, he came out there, and like you said, through with anticipation through with i mean precision placement um the where the ball where he was putting the ball that's where you want the ball to be put um the eyes he wasn't um staring down receivers he was giving you a look one way coming back to his receiver he was going through some progressions um a lot of the things they did was they try to move him out of the pocket they were doing a lot of rollouts with him um just to kind of show you some things but everything he showed was like wow This guy is actually the guy that they were talking about when they first said, yo, the Jets are going with Zach Wilson number two. And everybody was like, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, like, you know, what's going on? he just proved it to you he proved why they were so high on him the arm i mean the ball came out of his arm it jumped out of his hand let me just say that there was enough zip on that ball that i was like yes this is an nfl arm right here Mm -hmm. um like you said the anticipation the pacement, the um the pocket presence there one of his incompletions was because he was standing in the pocket with the rush coming in his face And he still like stood there poised and wanted to throw the ball out to the receiver. That to me, I was like, okay, I can appreciate that for somebody who does use his legs from time to time for him to stand in the pocket and still try to deliver the throw a strong arm and, you know, um, step into that throw. I was like, man, this is good. So I thought I was going to have to, you know, argue with y'all about who had the best weekend, but. I'm happy that y'all said it. Zach Wilson had the best weekend. You know, the stats don't pop out to you because, again, he only played, um, I think it was snaps. snaps. Yeah, it it wasn't very many snaps. But um, I'm excited to see what he does moving forward in the preseason because if he continues in this manner, the Jets actually might have something on their hands this season, and they may start – I'm I, I'm not saying that they're going to make playoffs, but what I'm saying is, you know, they're going to shock a couple of teams. I'll say this is their year to build
0: upon and and use this season to re, to attract free agents for next season and moving forward and make New York Jets a team that people actually want to come to because just like the team we talked about in the last segment with Chicago Bears, the Jets haven't had a quarterback maybe since the Chad Pennington days or. Even Mark Sanchez, but fumbled, even though, let's remember, he got into two AFC Championship games. So for what the Jets did with Rex Ryan and that team, Mark Sanchez fit the bill. But when it comes to having their Broadway Joe Showtime type of quarterback, they haven't had that since the 60s. Maybe Zach Wilson can be that guy to help restore some type of relevancy to the New York Jets. All right, let's go ahead and move forward. And talk about a team, a franchise that has no problems with quarterbacks. And that's the San Francisco 49ers and Trey Lance's debut. A lot of people have been very, very, very high on Trey Lance, of course, during the draft, throughout training camp. A lot of people feel like he should be QB1 over Jimmy G, who has gotten the 49ers to a Super Bowl. Let me start off with Ish, and let's hear what you have to say with Trey Lance's debut with the 49ers.
1: Um, With Trey Lance, you know, um, for me, I actually was the most disappointed in his performance. Um, I thought that of all the quarterbacks, he got put in the situation that um, you would say is the most likely to succeed right like he steps into a playoff team a team that's ready to compete um even though they didn't make playoffs last year everybody knows that they had all those injuries they've got everybody back now um so everybody's definitely thinking this is a playoff contending team and i don't know it was up and down the line wasn't blocking for him that's one thing i can say for that um the four sacks doesn't help uh, he did have that amazing passing touchdown, which I thought that was really good. Um, it, it, he showed everything on that play action pass, sold the play action, um, sold it with his eyes, and then went back across the field and delivered a dime. Um, but outside of that, the other throws, I was kind of like, uh, yeah, you know, that was good. Um, he had some good placement, had some good zip on the ball, um, but I just didn't see enough for me to feel like he needs to start over Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they should keep Jimmy Garoppolo going. Uh, I said it from the very beginning before they even drafted him. I said that Jimmy Garoppolo needed to be the guy until he proved that he couldn't be the guy anymore. And if Jimmy Garoppolo performs um later in the preseason, I'm still in the same spot of, I would like to see Jimmy Garoppolo be that starting quarterback until he proves to me that he doesn't deserve that job. And then y'all can put him in. Um, There was nothing that I was concerned about after seeing Trey Lance, but There was also nothing other than that one throw that really made me feel like, yeah, he's got he's gonna beat out Jimmy G. Dooley, what you got for me,
2: man? Gentlemen, honestly, I'm not gonna be too hard on Trey Lance. In my opinion, it was first game jitters, you know, a lot of pressures on the kid. He's he got drafted to a franchise that's expected to win now, you know, unlike most of these other quarterbacks, you know. And um, that can put a lot of pressure on a young kid, you know, Um, you know, uh, we saw some promise. I love the way he moved in the pocket. Yet I hate the way he held the ball too long in certain situations. You know what I mean? But the kid's definitely mobile, arguably the most mobile quarterback of the bunch. You know, it's debatable. You know what I mean? Um, But. Honestly, I'm not going to be too caught on the kid. Let's see what I see in the future. Garoppolo should honestly be the starter, you know, just based off the fact that he is proven, you know what I mean? Or you can give a chance to the young buck, but your your whole season could go down the drain. Mind you, you got a top defense in the NFL. You need to give these boys something to work with so you guys can be in position. And is Trey Lance ready to be that man? Based off that game, absolutely not. But what I will say is first game jitters, and I'm sticking to that. Some players, some players suffer from that. You know, you're in the NFL now, spotlight, especially at the quarterback position. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to be too so tough on the kid. I need to see more. He did get a lot of snaps. However, he got about 29 snaps, you know, which is a lot you know what i mean which is a good amount it's a good amount to see what somebody's about you know what i mean half the time they ran the ball for god's sakes (laughs) you know so it is what it is there you know but all all i want to say is he had the best the worst weekend but let's not count this kid out yet
0: first thing first for me Especially with my brother, Dooley, out there in the Bay Area. I was waiting for that Trey area. Yeah. That's what I was waiting on. Look, man, I heard the commentators say that Trey yeah, air- I like, was lit that after that. Angle. I ain't going to lie. I like that one. That, that definitely will work in the Bay Area, especially if Trey Lance has an opportunity to become QB1 in another year two or three, whatever happens. But... I agree, yet disagree with everything that you guys said. I think that he did play well. He could have played even better. Um, But let's remember, again, even with the last two quarterbacks that I talked about, they played against the Chiefs. A defense that's pretty good. I mean, Chris Jones was everywhere in that first half of the well, game. He was, right? Yeah, that's Chris Jones, what I'm, that's Jones what I'm saying. There. Chris Jones made some made some plays to where it, it make any quarterback back there a little jittery. So, with that being said, I'm not going to hold Trey Lance t- his feet to the fire on this one game. I do like, and I would compare Trey Lance to Justin Fields when it comes to. Being able to have a better sleight of hand of play action. I watched Trey Lance, and I feel like when he does his rollouts, when he does his play actions, it's a lot more smooth, a lot, a lot more of a mesh to, to make the defense come up to think that they are actually running the ball. When you watch Justin Fields, it's just it's it's kind of lazy. And no disrespect to Justin Fields, it's just let's be real. When he was at Ohio State, he didn't really have to do that, right? You know, but well, with Trey Lance at North Dakota State. They, they, I feel like they practice that a lot more, actually putting the ball in the running back's gut, bringing it back out, reset, being able to throw a good ball. And I think Trey Lance will, will be able to hone in on, on knowing his personnel around him for the 49ers to make sure that he capitalized a lot more. He did get sacked four times. Like I said, with the Chris Jones, um, with Chris Jones making an appearance in that game, I wouldn't rate him, you know, last. I honestly feel like it's another quarterback we'll talk about soon who was last. I'll say fourth out of, out of those top five. But I I know he could play better, and we have to wait and see over the next couple preseason games. All right, let's go ahead and move on to Mac and Cheese. Mr. Mac Jones with his debut, 13 for 1987 yards and one sack. Dooley, let's go ahead and start off with you. How do you feel about his performance?
2: Honestly, when you look at it, he – Arguably had some of the best numbers of the weekend when you talk about accuracy goals, you know that the, the third um, 19 attempts that's 13 for 19. That's pretty good. You know, that's uh, what you want to see. You know what I mean? Out of your rookie. Um, honestly, I think he had the best, second best day of the weekend, you know, uh, behind Zach Wilson. That's just me personal. You know, um, yeah, uh, he he took a sack, you know, didn't throw any touchdowns, didn't throw any interceptions either. He looked a bit shaky while running the offense, and he looked like certain certain he wasn't getting certain progressions. So he, I feel like he he started to get frustrated, you know what I mean? Yeah, just just me and my my thoughts, you know. Um, but he honestly had the second best day. The kid has a cannon to probably the number one arm of the bunch when you talk about distance. <laughs> you know, um, and let's just be honest. The Patriots are looking to d- replace Cam. It's a reason they're not signed. They haven't signed Cam on a long term deal. They keep signing him on these rink a dink deals. Okay, you know what I mean. So honestly, they're looking for a new quarterback. Mac Jones just may be that guy, but we're gonna have to see more. Just like how I told you, we saw we didn't see what I wanted to see out of uh, out of um, Trey Lance. As far as Mac Jones goes, I'm not going to get too happy. I need to see more. You know what I mean? You know, I need to see more. And I'm not, you know, but as far as the first James Getters and all that, you know, he definitely owned the spotlight. He came out like he knew the playbook and did what he had to do. So I give Mac Jones credit. I For that, I give him the number two rating of the
1: weekend. Ish. Um, I actually... Mm, I agree. I agree that he is second best of the weekend. Um, but I think he's tied with Justin Fields for me. I don't think that he did more better than Justin Fields, but I think he's tied with Justin Fields for me in that he performed really well. And my assessment from this game and what I got from this game is bye-bye, Cam. <laughs> I hope he does not start week one. Cam Newton, please don't start week one. And even if Cam Newton starts week one, it won't be very long before Mac Jones is in their starting quarterback. Because what does uh, Mac Jones give them that Cam Newton does not? He gives them an actual passing attack. Because Cam does not do that. I am sorry if you like Cam Newton, if you're a Cam supporter, if you're still living on Cam Newton as the MVP. Let me tell you right now. That's not Cam Newton anymore, and especially not in this Patriots system. This system is not set up to help Cam Newton. They don't got the weapons to help Cam Newton. They need someone like a Mac Jones that's just going to be in there, be a game-type manager, make some throws here and there, and just you know keep it moving. A, a Mr. Nobody kind of, not a Cam Newton. So I didn't like Cam Newton going back to, their, um, to the Patriots because I didn't think it was going to work out. And I definitely, after seeing Mac Jones, know it's not going to work out because Mac Jones will be starting for the New England Patriots at some point early in this year. I don't think it's going to take long. And if it does take long, it's only out of respect for Cam Newton and what he has meant to this game and what he has been in this league that Bill Belichick will not start Mac Jones early. Um, but really, from what I saw, I think early in the season, Mac Jones will be the starter in New England Patriots.
0: Now this Patriot team played our boy that man Dooley's favorite team, Washington Football Team. He played; they played that team, and Chase Young made an appearance that game, um, and made sure that Cam Newton, you know, was was. Well, I'm sorry, Cam Newton. I'm sorry that <coughs> Chase Young welcomed Cam Newton to the NFL. I know it's usually the back the opposite way, but Chase Young he he definitely made his presence. So uh, the reason why I bring that up is because. I have to agree with Ish. Um, I I love me some Cam, but if Cam is not able to do the basic things, hold on to the ball, uh, complete your passes, um, just don't mess up the game for the offense of the New England Patriots, we could see Mac Jones in by week six. And the reason why I say that is because if you really look at Mac Jones, what Mac Jones is is what every Patriot quarterback was – before Tom Brady got in there, a game manager, a guy that is not going to mess it up. And when Tom Brady first got in there, that's what he was until they trusted him year six, year seven to actually take the reins of the New England Patriots. And I don't see Mac Jones becoming Tom Brady. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I do feel like if the Patriots trusted him enough moving forward, he probably can be that guy and he probably can be the era parent. To Tom Brady, not a Super Bowl, not Super Bowls, but maybe help out the Patriots get back to what they once were. Let's go ahead and check out the comments section right quick. Shout out to Chad Bowes. He says, since we're talking about QBs, I have a feeling that Ian Book might steal the starter job for the Saints. His competition didn't separate themselves being the most experienced quarterbacks. Ready to see what they do, what they can do. Week two, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that in a second. Yeah. Lorenzo Gailso says there are only two Washingtons worth watching: Denzel Washington and Kerry Washington. <laughs> that football team ain't it. Hey, who's your then, let's oh, out there. All righty Yo, then, man. let's talk about we'll, that, we'll, Lorenzo. We'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to that shortly. But I just want to. It's funny that Chad brings this up because I've heard this from Saint fans before that. Ian Book might, might jump into that starter spot. We'll talk about that in a second after we talk about Trevor Lawrence, the last quarterback of this first round quarterbacks. 1-6 for 9, 71 yards, 1 fumble, 2 sacks. Let's make this very brief so we can finish up with the rest of the topics for night ish Go ahead.
1: I actually want to say... Um... I misspoke earlier when I said that Trey Lance was the worst of the bunch because Trevor Lawrence was the worst of the bunch. Trevor Lawrence, Mr. Number one pick, Mr. Consensus number one since high school.
0: Man, Trevor Lawrence
1: was up. He was down. He was all around. I don't even know. And that's, I kind of expect it because his line is not quite the line that you want to be behind, right? um but that doesn't excuse some of the throws he was missing like the accuracy I would say of the other quarterbacks in the rankings um Zach Wilson showed uh, the best accuracy um Mac Jones has some decent accuracy uh Justin Fields had some okay he was hit or miss Trey lance same thing I would say hit or miss but Trevor Lawrence showed the worst accuracy of the bunch his throws he missed a couple of throws on outs that were like there was one that was short and dribbled to the receiver there was one that was super high he overthrew a receiver that sh- i mean it should have been an easy completion he missed another one to um carlos hide on the sideline where it was like i understand what you're doing you're trying to put it outside to where only he could um catch the ball because he was kind of wrapped up with the corner but at the same time, like, man, he didn't even give him a chance on the outside. He threw it way onto the sideline. So, I mean, the misses that he had were ugly to me they weren't like oh okay that was a bad one like no they were bad and then he had some really good ones where he threw with anticipation he had some really good ones where he had good ball placement and then he had times where he held on to the ball really long time and that's what resulted in some of these sacks he was holding the ball he was uh, you know double um a lot of double clutching for me so Definitely the worst of the bunch, and, and I mean it may be the pressure, it may be first game jitters, like we said early on. I want to see what happens next week, but yeah, worst of the bunch for me.
0: I'll just piggyback on that right quick, just like you said. Ish, I, I have to give a little bit to the Loftus a line that didn't allow him really to step into certain throws. Um, there were there were there was a throw where he did have to double clutch. He did throw a good ball, um, but when it comes to this Jacksonville team, they are still a team under construction. And there are going to be some games where he just probably going to look like crap. And there's going to be some games where he probably look like, man, he is the number one pick. But for the Jacksonville Jaguars moving forward, maybe they do want to start guarding Minshew so that he can get that, you know, take those hits and not let Trevor Lawrence come in there and just, you know get beat up his first year and lose his confidence maybe you throw in Garner Minshew and let trevor lawrence come in maybe later on in the season or maybe just sit him out all season long but um i don't i don't think they will i think he will of course get in some part some time throughout the season of course but with trevor lawrence ish it's going to be very very difficult all season long for him if if there's no line we've seen it we've seen it, of course here in houston with Der- with Derek carr i'm sorry with david carr back in the day we saw it with, um, I mean, uh, Andrew, I'm sorry, Andrew Luck, uh, Peyton Manning. I mean, any time that you are usually the number one pick, you are susceptible to being on a bad team. It's about being able to survive that bad year and being able to get that help year two, year three. Duly.
2: Man, honestly, guys, uh, I was never sold on Trevor Lawrence. You know, that's just me. I And I'm going to put this out there right now. Trevor Lawrence is one of the most overrated quarterbacks to ever come out of college, in my opinion. His, yeah, yeah. I don't care about the national championships. His, wow. Well, put it this way: Trevor Lawrence is on the same level. Yeah, you, 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 you guys are gonna be like, "Oh my god!" And obviously, well, even so though Trevor hasn't proven anything, you it could say he's is. still a better, better. Um, he's still a better thrower, but Trevor Lawrence is another example of Timothy
1: Tebow. Oh, oh, no, nah, that's mad disrespectful.
2: Oh yeah. my oh,
1: god! Well, oh my god! <laughs> oh no! Who had?
2: Ultimate success in college, which made everybody think, "Okay, this guy's gonna be great in the league." Listen, even at Clemson, any novice could see that L- Lawrence's mechanics were just like, "What is this?"
1: Bro, you couldn't say like RG three or something like that, or like or you even Johnny, Johnny Johnny football, no, Johnny football. You couldn't give us somebody like
2: that. Hold on, my man, RG three is better than Trevor Lawrence. Don't you dare. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and I don't mean in today's world, I mean if we're talking about RG3 coming
1: up, oh, okay, out of college, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trevor Lawrence coming I got out. you, I got you, 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 know, you know, but uh, you hella disrespectful.
2: And, and 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 oh no, hold on, I'm not done. Well, Johnny Football was coming out of college, was just as good as Trevor Lawrence, too. Well. Yeah,
0: oh, you hella trip. Disp- yeah, <laughs> Johnny football. Johnny football wasn't considered the number one pick since high school, but I got you though. You hella. Disp- he had disp- it, he disp- had his mm-hmm. one win against Alabama, and everybody went went crazy because he because A and beat Alabama. But other than that, oh, we're not going. We're this not going to do that. But this man Dooley.
1: Let's go ahead. Let's go man. ahead and wrap it up, dude. Disp- we got to move on to the next yeah. topic. Let's go ahead wrap it. No, up. it's all
2: good. It's all good. I just <laughs> never been sold. That's all I gotta say. You know.
0: No, nah, I respect that, and I'm not mad at any of y'all at all for saying what you are saying. I just think, if anything, you know, we need to see more from everybody. Like, I think, you know, next week, what happens if, you know, Mac Jones throws for three touchdowns and, you know, 150 yards and Trey Lance looks like doo-doo and Justin Fields looks mediocre? You know, we just have to wait and see. You know, we we talk about this all the time, Ish, in football. You know, we got practice all-stars. You got guys that show up game time can't don't show up. Like – we just have to wait and see how everything uh, f- falls into place, and uh, not to segue into a guy that didn't show up. But no disrespect to Mr. Tim Tebow, uh,
1: and, th- and then you gonna follow up after he I- already compared the man to Tebow. You are gonna follow up with Tebow? Hey, it's just the
0: way that the just the way that the show sets up. I apologize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with that being said, we're not gonna spend too long on this topic because I do want to get back to. Uh, what Chad Bowes talked about by Ian Book and the Saints before we get on to the rest of the topics for tonight Tim Tebow cut by the Jacksonville Jaguars after he tried to make a comeback after playing minor league baseball And at the age of 34 switching positions from quarterback to tight end Let's make this very brief gentlemen and let's let's be kind of nice about it And let's speak about how you feel about Tebow getting cut by Jacksonville Jaguars Dooley, go ahead and start
2: us off now, I started off all right It doesn't surprise me, okay, that Timothy Tebow would get cut. First of all, did you see some of the plays? Let's break down the footage, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Trust me, if I had it, I would play it right now. I'm telling you,
2: the man was missing blocks, getting the quarterback killed, getting his running backs killed. Like, you're not going to make a team like that out there out there this is how bad his luck is his only pass he could have grabbed another receiver in the area came by and grabbed it if that isn't bad luck for you just think about the irony here guys you know the irony of the situation you know so tip tip tebow honestly he looked bulky he looked buff like he's been lifting and trying to get ready for the uh position but it wasn't enough, Timmy. You've been playing quarterback all your life. You can't just say you you want to play tight end in the NFL. And it's funny how you ended up for the Jaguars. Why did he try out for the Jaguars? Was it because the Jaguars might have been one of the easiest teams to make? Which he didn't make. You, you know what I mean? But anyways, nothing surprised me. No, I can't be nice. Too bad, Tebow. That's all I got to say. I'll say
0: this. First thing first, we all know the reason why he went to Jacksonville. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer, of course, was his college coach. Mm -hmm. And like I talked to Ishmael in the pre-show before we hopped on here live, I'm not mad at Tebow. The reason why I say this is because if you had an opportunity to be able to join a NFL squad because your college coach, high school coach, whatever it is, said, hey, Dooley, go ahead and come to Miami and, and try out for a defensive end because I know you, because we're good, because we're partners, right. we're buddies, whatever it is this I promise you He didn't, he, hey, he probably no, he made a call. <laughs> I don't know what you He made a call. I don't give a damn what you talking about. He made a call. I don't know. Anyways, like I said, if he made if your high school college coach made a call to you, Dooley, and said, Hey, go ahead and come. We're not guarantee you a roster spot, we'll at least guarantee you an opportunity to play. Anybody is going to anybody is going to hop on that. Worth so I'm not mad at him for that. And I also want to read this tweet from Tim Tebow on his Twitter page. He says he's thankful for the highs and even the lows, the opportunities and the setbacks. I've never wanted to make decisions out of fear of failure and I'm grateful for the chance to have pursued a dream. Again, I'm I I've watched Tim Tebow since I was in high school at Florida, seen his his high school, his his professional career and seeing what he's done on TV. I, I like the person of Tim people. I think he's a good person and I respect him tremendously for capitalizing on opportunities that he's been able to get because of the things that he, the work that he's put in since he was 17 years old. Right. But at the end of the day, Tebow, I apologize, buddy, but it's over. Like, if you thought, seriously, seriously, if you thought you can come into the NFL at 34 years old and try to play tight end with the tight ends that they have nowadays, if you thought you were going to make a roster, sir, let's. I'm going to go ahead and pass that over to Ish. Go ahead and finish this out. Um,
1: I'm going to keep it short and sweet. It was garbage. <laughs> it was garbage. The fact that he was on that team was straight garbage. Um, those highlights just reflected how much of a garbage decision that was, how much of a publicity stunt that was, how much of favoritism that was. He did not deserve to be in that locker room, taking up a space for somebody that actually could have, you know, fought to uh, to have been on that roster. Everybody knew from day one, there's no way Tim Tebow was going to make that roster. Everybody should have known from day one that Tim Tebow was there because Urban Meyer was his coach in college. And, you know, whatever publicity Jacksonville wanted from that, so what? But either way, if I was a player in that locker room, I would have been hella pissed and I still would be hella pissed of the fact that he even got that opportunity because he didn't deserve that opportunity. There are plenty of players that were coming out of college or other viable free agents that play tight end that could have been in that locker room instead of Tim Tebow. He just took a spot from a guy that really could have used that opportunity she to We, went, we so went to the HBCU garbage.
0: Combine, and there were t- plenty of tight ends that were available at the HBCU Combine that could have had that opportunity. I agree with you on that part. I'm not mad at you at all for saying that. All right, let's go ahead. Like I said before, we talk about the next topic. Let's go ahead and touch a little bit on what Chad Bogue said about Ian e. Brooke. And the reason why I want to talk about this is because this is a this is a diehard Saints fan. He's talking about Ian e. Brooke, and I'm very surprised that he's saying this because the competition is Jameis Winston and um. My bad, I, I forgot. Taste, my bad. taste, there I taste go. some of that. And here's the thing here's the thing with those two quarterbacks. James Winston should be winning. I'm sorry, he I'm pretty sure he's winning that battle. I know, of course, they're they're trying to do the same thing in New Orleans like they do in New England and 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 everybody else that's trying to keep the starting quarterback under wraps until week one. But James is going to win that battle. But Ian Book, I, I'm just trying to figure out do y'all know, have y'all heard anything besides Chad Bogue's about Ian Book when it comes to because he never impressed me in Notre, Notre Dame. So I'm just trying to figure out is Ian Book the guy for New Orleans moving forward? What do y'all think? I
2: t- I tell you this: if this Ian Book starts, and yeah, I don't know too much about the guy myself. I gotta look him up more. You know, if he starts, Jameis just needs to retire. <laughs> like, just forget about it, Jameis. If you can't start over a no name and a running back, yeah, I, yeah, I said it. Jason is a running back. <laughs> you, feel, you feel me? You, and the, the thing about it is, and going back to what you said, X, um, you said that you think that um, Jameis is pretty much winning the job, right? Over. He Taysom. Should I mean As I don't see should. why he sh- I don't see why he shouldn't. But, As yeah. he should, right? You're right on that. However, the Saints don't want to start Jameis Wilson Winston, and they're waiting for any mistake possible to put Taysom Hill above him on the depth chart. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a tricky situation for the team. They don't want to start Jameis, yet Jameis is probably winning the battle due to experience. You know what I mean? So it's going to be a tough, tough cookie. But as far as this third guy goes, Chad, what's his name? Bogues or whatever. Chad Bogues, Chad yes, sir. Okay. Um, Like, who is he? Jameis, you can't you can't legitimately hold down a starting position in this league. Oh my god, Jameis, just retire. I'm sorry. Anyways, you guys go ahead. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> um, actually, Chad mentioning that that is not the first I've heard of Ian Book on the Saints, and um, people actually thinking that he is doing well. Sean Payton actually came out early on and said that um he was catching his eye, he was doing really well. Uh, makes a lot of plays outside the pocket makes a lot of good strong throws he's been in the play a lot um and yeah i will agree with chad as far as um he he did seem very comfortable he made a lot of good throws he did have one terrible interception because he couldn't step into a throw and he just you know did what a lot of rookies do he threw the ball a jump ball up and corner caught it for an interception but outside of that um he made a lot of really good throws he made a lot of solid throws um he did seem very confident very poised he had some good placement on some balls um I do think that you may see something of him later in the season if if um, Taysom and Jameis don't grab hold of this job because it's theirs to either one of them it's theirs to have. Really, it's Jameis's job to have, and then Taysom if Jameis you know fumbles it. It's there is for you to pick it up, but Ian Book is not playing around, he is showing some things positive things. We'll see as preseason goes on, like we've said with some of the other rookie quarterbacks. Um, but he is showing a little bit of something that you he's starting to make people think a little bit in New Orleans that you know, um, in that organization, hey, we might be able to fall back on this guy in the future, he has a bright future on himself, so. Hey, I don't know, Chad. You watched that game. I didn't watch all of the game, but I did take a look at some of his highlights and watch. Actually, I watched all his throws, and um, I will say that there's nothing there that's glaring to me. It was he has some mm-hmm, rookie moments, but really, he he looks comfortable.
0: It'll be interesting to see what Ian Book looks like throughout the, I mean, preseason because that's where he's going to play. Regular season, yeah, he doesn't know yet, so season. we'll we'll see. Uh, we have two more topics for tonight. Let's go ahead and get through them very, very quickly. Jamal Adams becomes the highest-paid safety in the NFL. Signs a four-year deal worth $70 million, $38 million guaranteed. Let's touch, touch on this just a little bit, and we'll end it off tonight with the last topic with uh, the Washington football team and Dooley's uh, expert advice on how they will finish off the season. Speaking of dually, let's go ahead and start you off with this. How you feel about Jamal Adams finally getting his contract and uh being able to join the team in training camp?
2: Um, I think he's a great player, you know. Um it, it's tough for me, you know. Uh, because personally, I I think the honey badger is the best safety in the league. That's just me. That's just me, you know, just based off instinct. But Jamal Adams is pretty good. And I am I am happy they pay the man because they, they need the man. You know what I mean? Whether or not he's worth that much is debatable, you know, but they definitely need his great safety play. You know, so I don't feel like it's a bad move at all. I just feel like Adams could pick the ball off a little more for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, mean you
0: mean, Matt, you mean uh, Honey Badger, you mean? Uh well well it it could go a little both ways as far as the honey badger I think, goes I think honey badger get more interceptions than Adams that's just me I've seen plenty of plays where Adams hits him square in his hands and he misses it
2: yeah my point so the Adams is who I'm discussing you oh, know my. and so I I wish he'd get I wish he'd pick the ball off a little more for me
1: you know personally you. yes no but
2: problem. that's all I have to say about that really
1: ish I mean um. He, he's a really good safety. Um, I do think that he deserves to get paid uh, as, you know, I'll never say a player doesn't deserve to get paid. Uh, but it's a little bit interesting for me in this situation because the Saints, I mean, the, the Seahawks secondary, it was there, not quite Legion of Boom level, but it was there. And uh, you just lost Shaquille Griffin in free agency. You didn't pay him any money. And then you came out and you made Jamal Adams the highest paid uh, safety. So I'm a little perplexed by the move here, only because you're paying this guy as the top safety with what help around him. Like, this is the situation for me where it's kind of like, I understand that he's going to demand this kind of contract. I understand that you got to pay a player that's, um, you know, up there in the conversation for being one of the best in his position. But at the same time, uh, how is it that we didn't prioritize in a manner to which we could keep a corner like Shaquille Griffin, who does make an impact for that secondary, because now we're looking at it like, are some of these other guys going to be able to step up to help this guy? Because it's not a one man thing. Um, you know, a safety on his own is not going to um make your defense a top defense. So and he also has a history with injuries as well. That he does. That he does. So again, that's what's kind of concerning for me in this situation. But hey, congratulations to that man. I'm happy you got paid. Uh if you do want to slide me a a little check or two, I'm I'm more than willing to help Ain't out. Nobody the, trying to slide you nothing, but yeah. You all know that Jamal Adams hit me up. Uh, we can we can we can talk some 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 numbers here. Anyways,
0: right. I'll just have my little two cents on it. Uh, Jamal Adams leads safeties when it comes to sacks since 1980 uh, at, at the safety position, and I mean he leads guys like uh Rodney Harrison yeah. and and Boy, other safeties me. on that list. There you go. Another safeties on that list when it comes okay. to having more the most sacks from that safety position because most of the time they try to bring him in on blitzes. And that is a great stat to have. It's just you you got to take the good with the bad. Seattle looking at, at Jamal is like maybe he could be our next Cam Chancellor. You know, maybe he could be that Bobby Wagner in the in the defensive I'm sorry in that in that secondary area to where he could be that hard hitter and also a leader on the field. So This is a big risk that Seattle is taking. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Ish. I mean, if he goes down, then then what? What happens to your the rest of your defense on that on that secondary side? It it looks very very uh suspect. So it'll be very interesting to see what Seattle does with with Jamal, I'm sorry, of course they paid him. Let's see, very interested to see what Jamal Adams does throughout, not this season, but the next two or three years. And if he's able to stay healthy and hopefully maybe not uh, uh, hold out another training camp to maybe get another contract that he might not deserve next time, we have to wait and see. All right, before we um, before we talk about uh, wa- uh, Washington football team and Dooley, his prediction, we're gonna quickly talk about X talking ish first ever fantasy dynasty league that we do have up. I'm going to go ahead and drop the link in the comment section. So if you are on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, you can go ahead and click on that link. It will take you to the sleeper app, which will allow you to join our fantasy football league. We will talk about our fantasy football league every week on this show starting week one and if you do not know what a dynasty fantasy football league is when you join the 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 league it will have they will have youtube videos and they will explain to you what a dynasty league is it is really a next level version of fantasy football it's really really cool if you want to join the x talking ish league you're more than welcome to click onto that link and we'll be discussing like i said the league throughout the season and winner of the league will have some prizes for you so there are some some incentives. So go ahead and join and, that league.
1: And loser of the league will have some prizes for you as well. So dun, be dun, ready. Dun. Don't this don't lose.
0: Don't true. lose. All right, Linzo got with another jab. He said, "I predict the Washington football team will do what it does, what it always does, finish third or fourth in the division." Except well, they won the
1: division. Well, last laugh year. at you, yeah. Mister Guy. Ha That's ha that.
0: ha! They won the division last year, buddy. You obviously wasn't paying attention to X talking this last season when they won the division.
2: Yeah, obviously were, because if he was, you would see how Dooley alone went up against two Titans, told them the Washington football team would had what it took to win the division. And what did they do, ladies and gentlemen? They won the division. That's what happened. Who were okay? the
1: two Titans? Who were the two Titans,
2: bro? Well, no, no. I mean, Titans as in big boys. <laughs> oh, okay. You know- But, yeah, um, you know, honestly, I got four, but now now we're on the Washington football team, obviously. Uh, I got four words for you, four names. Montez Sweat, ladies and gentlemen, Darren Payne, Jonathan Allen, and who but the one, the only, Chase Young. We're talking about one of the best defensive lines the NFL has to offer, ladies and gentlemen, They're going to wreak havoc on the whole NFC next season, okay? They're also going to win the division, okay? Just like they did last season. Oh, 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 do I? Oh, oh, who you got? The Eagles? The the Giants? Good luck with that. Uh, The the, the Cowgirls? Good luck with that, my boys, okay? What I'm telling you here is these boys did it last year ugly. This year, they will do it in fashion. Okay, they're gonna have D. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna be 500 or above ish. I see that look on your face. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you, you, you heard what I said. Okay, they're gonna be 500 or above at the least. Okay, we're still trying to figure out our quarterback situation. But if you're asking me who gives Tampa Bay the best threat, yeah, I said it. The Washington Football Team is the best threat to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the NFC. And you're hearing it here first from that man Dooley. I don't care about Rodgers, okay? I don't care about Rodgers, okay?
0: Sometimes Dooley when you when you go on your little rants I just have to exit myself out because here you go with your foolishness you you now, I, as had a to, I had to exit look, look, look. Like I, I, as I had no problems I had no problems with everything that Bay he said until Washington. that part exactly oh, I, Until that I part done. I was like please don't do this Dooley all right all right this is what we're gonna do we're gonna bring this back just a little bit First things first We had a couple of guests on last show and they are Texan fans the Cowboys fans. And I told them, hey, let me know what you feel like your season is going to be for said team. So Chad Bowes, Lorenzo Guy, whoever you have for your team this upcoming season, let us know how you feel like your team is going to be for this upcoming season record-wise. And you said, hey, the Cowgirls aren't going to win it. Well, apparently Donovan feels like the Cowboys will be 13-4, and four, will be division champs. So I need to know from that man, that man Dooley, right here on X Talking Ish, how do you feel you watching the football team will do this upcoming season. Give me a record. 17 games.
2: Let me know, sir. They're going to win the division at 11 and 5. And you heard it from that man's mouth himself. It's, I just
0: said it's 17 games this season. That's 16. Okay. Uh, um, 12, 12 and 5 or six and five. or 11 and 6. And
2: five. Right. Right. 12 and 5. All right. okay. okay. 12 and 5. They're going to be winning the division. And I know this. This is going to be a
0: there. typo for everybody for the next year or two. People are still going to think it's sixteen games in, a, in the regular season. No, it's seventeen. Everybody, there is an extra game. So yes, we have seventeen. Dooley said twelve and five. Correct. Yes, yeah, you sir. Said twelve and five. All right. All right. I'm twelve not and five. All. I'm not mad at you five. all for that. Mm-hmm. Ish,
1: what you got for us? Um, I'm. I'm speechless, this man said that they are the the biggest threat to uh to the buccaneers and i I mean, I'm just lost after that. I just don't understand, but um, he said twelve and five. I'm looking at the record right. I'm looking at the schedule right now um yeah. two, three four.
2: Oh, what do you know, Chiefs boy? Um, Y'all got clapped in the dance last man, year. Oh, okay, here he how he go, what you
0: expect our record to here be? He go.
1: <laughs> nah, this guy. Um I don't see twelve wins there. Uh but but, but we just yeah. gotta wait and see any given we, Sunday, we'll right? We'll wait and see. Yeah, we'll wait and see. I don't see yeah. twelve wins though.
0: All right, shout out to Chad. He says I feel like we might go eight and nine. That's a that's a respectable, you know, again for a team that's that's replacing Drew Brees and trying to figure out who they are. Michael Thomas won't play, you know, majority of the season due to coming back from an ankle and from ankle surgery. So we'll see what happens with the New Orleans Saints. I'll put your name down as well on the, uh, on the list, Chad. Dooley, you have anything to say before we get up out of here for the night?
2: No, absolutely not, man. It's been a great show, guys. Just, man, appreciate everything, man. I'm just happy to be on, man
1: we're happy to have you Dooley. we of always course, love it of
0: course of course all the Absolutely. time brings the energy and i appreciate that duly as as always well you'll see us next time next tuesday 9 p.m we already have our special guests for next tuesday so make sure y'all join us again cannot wait to see him we'll talk of course more football and and uh, of course we'll talk about as well um um our fantasy football league so if you want to join the fantasy football league again i'm going to put, make sure you jump in that i'm going to put the yeah. link uh, again in the comment section you guys are more than welcome to join the 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 fancy football league and we hope to see you guys and and ish will be talking his ish he already oh, said it. He, man. he's on it he gonna i talking will be to
1: on it. you so make sure you know what you're doing if you join this league because if you don't know what you're doing you will get embarrassed on the show uh it looks like we got Mm, mm, mm. Oh we I got six that. we got six spots still open, or it sounds like we got five spots still open. Um so hey, get in there as soon as you can. Uh spots we will might still we up.
0: might we might bump it up to twelve. We don't know we yet. We might so bump it up to twelve. Get in there sooner than later.
1: But yeah, get in as soon as you can if you're interested in being in it. It's a dynasty league, like heck said, so You got to be able to make some good decisions. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: All right. We appreciate everybody for tuning in tonight. As always, see y'all next week on X Talking-ish. Thank you.